Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the podcast. We got another episode of Hensley's Hangout where me and my co-host Pat break down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Pat, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, Kyle. Random Wednesday show, not our normal Tuesday show, but uh, it's good to roll with you again. Sorry about that. Sometimes uh, the man keeps you on the computer a little later than you expected. Hey, I get it. Uh, Burning the midnight oil over there. I appreciate you keeping the lights on over here, but uh, let's roll. So uh, first thing we want to talk about, Mm. the Ravens. Uh, Another fourth quarter lead blown. Jesus Christ. That was was rough, dude. Those stats that were going around in the group chat were pretty brutal and uh, definitely pouring salt in the wound. Yeah, not 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 good at all. What's your uh, what's your take on the team so far? I mean, we're we got down the home stretch right now. We're seven and I four. I mean, this that loss is on the defense. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. It's not like Lamar was dropping dimes all day. No, he wasn't. But you gotta you you gotta put that on. You the can't defense. really drop dimes to people when you're leading big play receivers to Sean Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah, right. That's a, that's a good point. But I'm just saying, even a lot of the passes he was making, they looked off. Andrews dropped a touchdown right off of his hand. So I think the thing with the Ravens now, and I think which is good about our fantasy football league slash uh, chat, is that all the Ravens fans that we have in there are pretty rational and also have a general understanding and like understand what the problems are with the team. I would like, say, though, I think the average... Cashman's Heroes Ravens fan is a little more suicidal than the average Ravens fan. Uh, I I disagree. Uh, I think I rub shoulders with a lot more Ravens fans mm, than you do. That's, that's probably true. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, compared to everybody else, our group chat is very understandable. Like I, I think that uh, Tyler, Sean, and uh, Hunter have some really good insights into the Ravens. And the problem I have is that I literally get in arguments with old white men mm-hmm. every single day about if Lamar's worth it or not. Like people oh, are absolutely fucking nuts when it comes to the Ravens. And but like kind of like what Sean was saying uh and to kind of like piggyback off of it, the Ravens problems are well known like bad play right. calling, lack right. of lack of talent on the outside, injuries, but like it's the same problems week in week out. It's just a matter if they win or lose and how much they can keep a cap on it. Right. Um Speaking of play calling, that third and ten Pat Ricard screen, second and fourteen, second and fourteen, it was. Excuse me. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, there was a couple pundits. He breaking was. Down he was the in his bag calling. on that one. Yeah, or the let's bring Tyler Huntley in for a a <laughs> fake end around on third and one, <laughs> or Lamar not even being able to do a QB sneak when everybody else does a scrum. But anyways, like we can go on and on about it. Well, one thing I did want to talk about a little bit is eat dick gate uh, mm. and the fact that one of your coworkers was yes. embroiled. Yes. So, so obviously, <laughs> everybody knows in the in the group chat. Everybody in the league knows about Castle the, will kill. Uh, hashtag eat dickgate. Uh, Lamar clap back at one of Pat's coworkers. Yes, who is this guy? So tell us a little so more about he, Castle Will. So he's a uh, logistics guy. Like he does shipping for us. Like ships a bunch of parts off for like a defense contractor. And uh, another coworker alerted me to this. He's like, dude, I think this is Justin. And I was like, uh. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I think this is Justin. And and I'm like, how do you know? And it's like, doesn't this look like him? And I've never met the guy. I just see his like team's picture. <laughs> and he literally, I like just did a quick Google search and his name popped right up. And I'm oh, like, holy wow. fucking shit. Because he says he's in East York, PA. He's just like some gamer guy. He travels down from East York? I think he works from home. Oh, okay. I was but say, the that's point a, that's was, I'm like... This is such a small world because this tweet's gone viral. Like they're talking yeah. about it on national news and shit. Oh yeah, that's wild. But uh, so has then, he has he been fired from Textron? No, and a lot, and the question I keep getting to everybody is like, have you asked him about it? Yeah, I'm like no because if they're calling it anti-gay slurs, the last thing I need on my resume mm. is associating with somebody who's quote unquote anti-gay when in turn eating dick is not gay. Wait, I thought I thought Lamar was being called out for the anti-gay slur. I guess, but Jameson Hensley was calling an anti-gay. Yeah, not then, he wasn't saying that Castle Will did it. I know, I understand, but it's just I'm You're just staying I'm, out of what, it. What You're I'm staying out of it. Yeah, I got too many. I got too many skeletons in my closet to be adding another one. Fair enough. Uh, I guess another news: USA moving on. Yes, sir. Gotta that was fun it. yesterday. Gotta love it. I only caught the highlights. 
Yeah, they're uh, they're playing well. They're second youngest team in the World Cup. Wow. Playing the Dutch one Saturday. Fuck the Dutch. Yeah, fuck the Dutch. There's two things that I don't like in this world: people that are intolerable to other cultures, and, and the, the Dutch. Dutch. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, um, you want to keep it moving? Yes, let's go to the trade talk. Couple of interesting trades. One more than others. <laughs> trade talk. So, uh, Joe Dennis. He traded Marquise Brown and a first-rounder over to uh, Bokeland, Team Bokeland, for Trevor Lawrence. It was my first-rounder, so likely to be a bottom-half first-rounder. Um, what are your thoughts? So, first thought is, and we've talked about it in the chat too, is that Bokeland needs a name change. He's like the Washington football team at this point, and it's they're ridiculous. like going through – or they're going through signatures to get a right name, like the people, Commanders and pe- the Guardians and shit like that. People are in the commissioner's DMs constantly. <laughs> yes. They're te- they're sending me change.org petitions. We're, team we're dropping rando weirdos for him to name his team after. Like, like what the, the current one was Shane Provosto and his uh, uh, merry band of materials on his deck. But anyways, we're getting off the topic. But, but anyway. The trade itself. <laughs> um, I first saw it, and my first reaction was like in a, in a vacuum – Great trade for both sides. For Brennan, he gets another wide receiver that he duly needs and a first-rounder, which he also could use. Mm-hmm. But uh, he gives up his pretty much his most prized asset um, besides Patrick Mahomes on his team. I mean, yeah, definitely. I don't think we've seen the ceiling for Lawrence right. yet. And I think Sean made out in this trade in the fact that like he gave up a wide receiver that's on a rookie deal. Uh, doesn't know who he's going to be playing for next Wait, year. Not, not only a wide receiver on a rookie deal, a constantly injured Correct. receiver on a rookie deal. And he gave up your first rounder he got from when the Saquon trade. So, like, it's like a bottom half first round rookie or um, first rounder. And he gets Trevor Lawrence, who is getting better and better on a uh, improving Jaguars offense. And I just think, you know, Sean's got to be like praying to the gods that I think he he's didn't give for joy. Yes. And I think a lot of it has to do with, and I maybe next time we talk to him, I'm sure we'll talk to him in the offseason about all the trades he made and mm-hmm. his like negotiation status or tactics. But my question is, how much did he have to wear Brennan down for him to concede? Because I know you were mentioning to me about like the timing seems off here. So I mean, if if Brennan is a playoff bound team, which certainly could be, I mean, it's it, it's things are getting crazy, and we'll talk about it. But he definitely in a shoe in for a spot. Um, why would you trade a potential starting quarterback right now? And somebody who's going to be your like staple with Patrick Mahomes for the you I know mean, for the first if, like if he's twenty three. If you wanted to move on from him, I get that, but the timing just seems a little weird. I mean, this for Sean, it's not like he needs him now. He could have waited till the off season. So I mean, I, it seems a little odd to me. I I think that Brennan could have gotten more value given that it's a super flex and league. There's many more games for Trevor Lawrence to keep playing. He could. Uh, like up that value, maybe he just got worn down by Sean. We don't know, but I feel like he still could have gotten uh, Marquise Brown and a first, and even something more. And I even mentioned he probably, probably could have done DK Metcalf in a first or yeah. something else. Like Sean would have definitely, you know, I've done a couple deals with Sean now. Like he's pretty pretty good negotiator. Guy. Any, yes, very reasonable. Anyway, I think a big win for uh, for the Dennises. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Bokeland ends up doing ends up doing with the pick uh, because I mean. We'll see what develops. For sure. And uh, I guess our last trade that went through was uh, Dan Urban gets DJ Chark for a fourth. All right. <laughs> exactly. We spend as, too much time talking about that trade. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, I, that's it for trade talk. We actually do have a, an early ad break. So something a little unusual today. Dan Erdman has spent some of his bail money and the last couple dollars of his fab budget on an ad spot here on Hensley's Hangout. He wants everyone to know that the wide receiver 66, that's Noah Brown, of course, and a late fifth-round pick are available to the highest bidder. Just as a reminder, Noah Brown was the wide receiver 35 in Week 1 and wide receiver 14 in Week 2 when he posted 20.1 fantasy points off five targets. The Erdmans advise that you don't look at his stats after Week 2. With one total touchdown this year, Noah Brown will make an excellent addition to your team especially with that added-on Mr. Irrelevant pick in the late fifth round. Now, back to the show. 
God, I cannot stand hearing Tyler talk about Noah Brown, this fifth round pick. Like, more, it's so much fun to talk to him, but like, he's like, hey, anybody want this? I'm like, Tyler, no, nobody wants this. The more I hear about Noah Brown, it's, the more I want him on my squad. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but hey, he, Tyler's, Tyler and I talk very uh, frequently, and we talk about the football and the, the league in general, and I think he's got an interesting philosophy going on, and we can break it down later, but... Uh, Definitely one of the more colorful characters in our league. Well, let's get into uh, Week 12 review. Last week, today. So, uh, I guess we don't even need to summarize the our picks from last week, and I'll just leave it at, I lost, I'm drinking. Here comes a Malort. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brendan Kalaga. Hmm. Good one. Oh, yeah. It looks like you're, you can tell you're having a rough week when that goes down pretty smooth. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm. Okay. So, just to summarize here, another pretty crazy week in the league. Uh, Prudence and Dan Erdman, well, Prudence officially locked himself in with a playoff berth. Whether or not he stays atop the leaderboard with a bye remains to be seen, but he'll be in. Erdman's got another another win, so barring catastrophe, He's in. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's pretty chaotic after that. We've got three, seven, and five teams, three, or excuse me, two, six, and six teams, um, and a rising Heflins. Uh, they're on now a three-win streak uh, at five and seven. So, uh, really, any any number of this those teams crazy. can make it. This is fun. This is what kind of was happening last year, but now that we kind of have this podcast going and we break down the week by week, we can actually, like, visibly talk about it. Mm-hmm. A tough loss for Mundus this week. Snapped that five-win streak. Mm. But I, I, let's, let's just get into the matchups. Up first, Nate McGreal versus uh, Donnie's running tab. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. Uh, another birthday for Nate this week. Highest scorer. Just shows that in order to win, he has to literally get the most points in the entire league. I was worried about it. I told you. I, uh, I was confident in my team, and I thought I would win. But I was like looking at his matchups. I was worried. Uh, Kyler Murray showed up. Um, Godwin and Schultz. Schultz had a really good game on Thanksgiving. Godwin, PPR yep. machine for the Bucks, And uh, he definitely looks like he's getting the return on investment finally. Rashad White. We'll see what happens when him and Leonard Fournette are playing fully at the same time. But Rashad White, they said, was going to be getting more and more carries as the season goes on. And I think next year, uh, Nate's got some value there that he got in, uh, in our rookie draft this year. Lamar actually had a pretty decent fantasy day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't necessarily always pretty, but, I mean, he actually – I mean, 22 points is not a ceiling game for him, but it's, No, it's a I, lot but better it's better than, than what better he had been doing, lately. and uh, I was happy to see that with the fantasy aspect. I mean, he's when he runs, I get a lot more, you know, points with that, but uh, the problem with my team is uh, – I continue to start the wrong people and overthink lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think of a coaching change on my side, and maybe in the <laughs> off season. But um, you know, for some reason, uh, I just haven't been able to get out of this funk. I'm on a four game losing streak currently, uh, and the only reason I had Samaj P Ryan on my team was when Joe Mixon goes down because he has been kind of like battling injuries over the years, and I didn't even use him. And sure enough, he had 19 points, and, uh, and that's after like. A 40-pointer or something like that. I know, exactly. But uh, with the running back depth on my team, uh, and I'll get to this guy in a second, but another person that's really been like the bane of my existence this year is Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. And I've even admitted that you can only start Jared Goff at home. Like on the road, he's useless. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he had a really good game on Thanksgiving against the Bills, and I think I'm going to give him some looks going forward at home since he's in the Dome, especially with winter. Well, that's this coming week. They got the Jags. Yeah, you might want to fire him up. Oh, he's in the lineup because Amon Ross St. Brown had a really good game on Thanksgiving, too, for me. Uh, I think they're a good one-two tandem. But uh, one person that's really be starting to become uh, my Kyle Pitts, as you might say, is Damian Pierce. He's had two straight weeks of less than five points. It's just a dog shit team, dude. Oh, they're fucking terrible. They're just a terribly had, run organization. They, it, was, it was like 30 to nothing at halftime or something like that. And they still almost covered a spread because <laughs> the Dolphins were just fucking around with them. But... He's really cooking my grits lately. He's good. He might. I might get him a start against Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson game, um, but not to get off too subject or off topic here. But did you see that thing about Deshaun Watson's? Ten of his accusers are going to the game. Just in the chat, I haven't read any any more about it. 
how odd is that? I mean, it's like uh, it's like when Trump brought out the uh, people who accused Bill Clinton <laughs> to the State of the Union address. But that was his State of the Union. It wasn't like Bill yeah, Clinton was true. there. Well, may, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Texans are are hiring these people to come. Uh, oh God, that'd be so petty, like Tom Petty. <laughs> but yeah, really odd. But let's go into your matchup with Heflin's and uh, let's the, not the Lowell and Claude Heflin tandem. Man, it, they squeaked that one out, and b- kind of questionably, too. I'm pissed about it, dude. I mean, you and me both trying to get a little too cute with our lineups. I, uh, I, I, I'm I, not going to lie. I put Pollard in because I wanted to uh, get the excitement on the couch on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not pan out. And the other one the other one I was trying to get a little cute with was Michael Carter in the flex because he, every game he's played with Mike White has been a boom game. He's gotten like 15-plus points. Because he's every a check-down quarterback. White. Exactly. For the most part. Um, so, Michael Carter, five points in the first quarter. He goes down and he's out from there. So, my, my plan was foiled between Pollard and, and Michael Carter. I mean, honestly, other than that, I, I did pretty good. Obviously. Yeah, um, had a had a average day. Not incredible, but good day for your team. Leaving, leaving Miles Sanders on the bench. Yeah, you had a lot of, uh, a lot of... A lot of bench points. Yeah, a lot of bench points with Miles Sanders. A.J. Dillon has been starting to come about. And, you know, Miles Sanders has been pretty mid lately. He's that Eagles offense. I watched them on uh, Sunday night. Was it um, against the Packers? Mm-hmm. Really interesting the way they run that offense with like the the pass game and the run game. Like it's definitely a great offense. They scored forty points at home, but it's just really odd what they do. Uh, yeah, I mean the two weeks before this, he was the running back thirty nine and thirty seven. So I don't doesn't know. really give you a lot of confidence starting them. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of which, actually, I think I saw what I needed from Traylon Burks this week. I mean, two solid weeks in a row. His touchdown though was a little questionable with the with the fumble recovery. But the, but the, oh, well, of course. But I mean, just the usage. He had a lot of targets. Yeah, um, he was a he was a good he's a good player that's starting to come about. He had some. Um, he was on IR, I think, for the beginning of the season. But uh, what we really need to talk about with this game is the Jonathan Taylor savior game. Oh man, three points he beat you by, and uh, one of them was. They gave a fumble to Matt Ryan. So it actually it was it was two and a half points, and if that fumble and fumble recovery wasn't that four, wouldn't that it would have been, been three points? Oh, so that would have been that would have been it. So that play, I had money on the game, and I was cursing to the heavens because I also just wanted Jonathan Taylor to score to put you in the grave. No offense, <laughs> and he. I don't know how they call that a Matt Ryan fumble when it was on. It looked like the handoff had happened. Yes, and also side issue, Matt Ryan not jumping on that ball. that popped right back into him was uh, anyways. But, uh, you know, Heflin's are on a win streak right now, not mm-hmm. mathematically closed out of playoffs. And nope. they're starting to put up some points. They're starting to be projected some really high points. Um, Justin Jefferson, dude. Without and he didn't even have a quarterback. He had he had well he right. had one quarterback, but he had a zero at, at his QB one spot. Like, yep, crazy shit. By the way, they're saying Trevor Simeon or uh, Trevor Simeon is oh, starting, yeah. and then they Nathan, said he like twisted his ankle in warmups. Is it bleak? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were doing. But then they put Nathan Peterman in. Mm-hmm. You know what teams like? I can't even buy a fucking win, and Brendan's squeaking by with not even having a QB one. It's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. And you know, well. We don't need to. We don't need to dwell on it. It's a shit matchup. Congrats to congrats to the Heflins. Yeah, and I think uh, while we're on the subject with me and you, I mean, look, we were just talking about like struggling with setting our lineups. Mm-hmm. This kind of opens up a good point about lineups and teams so far. We talk about the teams in our league a lot with like not having depth. Do you think having depth is a good or a bad problem to have? I mean, it's got to be a good one. It's like if Prudence has a couple of injuries, he's hosed. Right, but. When they don't, you know, like that's the all they. That's all that, they all. That's all they yeah. have, and it's like they do well with it. But with us, you know, we have options, and we play the wrong guys, and it tends to fuck us. So I just kind of thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, if Josh Jacobs scores fewer than fifty points, Prudence doesn't has a has a little bit of a tougher time. But right. Yeah, I don't know. So speaking of Prudence and Mundus, this was a uh, this was an interesting game. Uh, Mundus, Mighty Morphin Mundus. Definitely uh, came back down to earth after his long win streak. That's too bad. Mm. I mean, he he called upon Troubadour Mundus, wood chomping Mundus, <laughs> uh, standing Fort by Min- the fire. Fort Minor Mundus. Mundus, Fort Minor Mundus, Jim Mundus, and he couldn't, still couldn't get it done. Still couldn't crack a hundred. Yeah, uh, but 
not to start off with Mundus, but Prudence heading to playoffs after finishing last last season. Yep. That's crazy, man. Good for him. Yep, Hunter, good for him. Hunter doing your thing. I mean, yeah, and the, great. And the Josh Jacobs game, wild, th- over 300 yards of offense. Uh, interesting thing with uh, Hunter, though, and uh, having Josh Jacobs is mm-hmm. Las Vegas declined his rookie right. fifth-year option. Right. So it, two things with this. One, Vegas fucked up because yeah. they – they I mean, had but a, we know Vegas, they, we Vegas. said they fucked up before he's been playing this year. Like they said, like you're really going to decline a cheap fifth year option on a running back, another first round pick loss. Right. And he's not even a bust. He's like, he's been pretty good. Yeah. And why would you not? I mean, why would you not? So with that being said, you know where is he going to be playing next year? Is he going to be coming back to Vegas or? I don't think he comes back to Vegas. They can't afford him. Well, and I, I just don't think you know bad taste in his mouth. I mean, he's not going to give them a discount. I mean, what what confidence would you have in the Raiders, especially with the way they played this year? Right, I wouldn't. I mean, they I, don't I, have confidence in you. I'd rather walk for sure. I yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. Um, Rogers banged up. Old guy quarterbacks catching up to uh, Prudence a little bit. Um, is Stafford going to play this week? I think they're going to probably shut him down. Yeah, so they got nothing to play for. There's no reason to throw him out there. The offense line sucks. They have no running backs. And isn't Cooper Rod- Cup a, oh. Rogers? He's still questionable, right? <laughs> so at Brendan, at Brendan, injuries or at Brendan's demise, and Brent and Brennan's too, I guess, is that Rogers wants to play this week because they're technically not mathematically closed out, and they're playing mm. the Bears. Oh God! So and he owns the Bears, yep. and um, it's no reason for him to play either. Like they're not playing for anything. They're not going to be making playoffs. Like. Um, but the quarterback situation in Prudis' team is definitely looking bleak. And, yeah, he's in first place, going to more than likely have a first-round bye, but we'll see how that goes with, like, having one quarterback, which is the, the 46-year-old Brady. He does have Tannehill, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's got two weeks left. He's got a lot of players that are kind of on the brink with injury, so hopefully he can keep it rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, I think he might have some new life with uh, Garrett Wilson now that Mike White's playing. Damn, dude. That was that was awesome for sure. Yeah, Garrett Wilson has definitely showed some signs. I mean, t- uh, sorry, Hunter got him in the second round. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had all of his touchdowns from everybody but Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I think he had like two from Flacco and two from Mike White. Insane. I mean, great first week for Mike White. How can they possibly go back to Zach right now? No, I think uh, I think watching that game, even though it was against the sorry ass Bears right now and a tanking Bears team. I mean, Mike White looked good, and mm-hmm. the and the way the team responded to Mike White, they just looked energized. They could you could just tell Mike White's liked by the Jets. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, I there's no way he plays for the Jets again. You don't think? No. What what happens to him? He will He's be a second year quarterback. They're not going to get rid of him. I mean, I think they just missed on him. And I just think they really missed on him. I, I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know if he'll be a starter for another team, but I think his time with the Jets is over. Like they don't like him, hmm. and Mike White clearly is better. Like Zach Wilson has not put up any significant games. He's got a pretty bad attitude. He's not messing with the players well. Like I don't. I'm not saying his career in the NFL is done, but the Jets organization. I don't know, and I don't even know if Mike White's the guy for them going forward, but it's definitely not Zach Wilson. Yeah, I wonder what they do with Wilson then. Now, yeah, they're, the Jets' defense, like, you could just tell in that Bears game, like, I looked at the highlights. The The Jets' defense was, like, just finally happy that they're, like, we can actually take a breather and we don't have to go three and out and get back right. on the field. Because the Jets' defense is amazing. Sauce right. Gardner is starting to become a top-five cornerback in the league in his rookie year. Right. Like, they, they have a good young team, and they just needed a quarterback to, like, right the ship a little bit. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see how they close out the, the year. It's definitely possible that they head to the playoffs uh, with a wild card spot. And with playoffs, you know, with Mundus, you know, he's still outside looking in, in the hunt. Yeah, um, in the hunt for sure. Um, we'll get to it during our uh, week 13 matchups. But, you know, him and I tied for record. Uh, that'll be a huge game for us. But uh, he's... Didn't really have a very good game at all, and his uh, his win streak came to an end just I mean, outside. I saw Justin Herbert. I think he, I think that the one thing that Mundus can feel good about here is he pretty much started the right team. You know, it's just that Dalvin Cook had a shitty game. Devin Singletary had a shitty game. It was just a bunch of bum luck for him, bad bounces. Yeah, and um, you can't really blame him for um, you know start. sitting Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like and Mike White. <laughs> right. I mean, you said uh, 
you wanted to talk about Mac Jones though, like with his decent play. Like, what do you think his thing is going forward? Like, how do you feel about Mac Jones? I mean, I guess I guess we just got to see. He's spent some weeks injured. He's kind of had really inconsistent play when he has been on the field. Doesn't really have the full confidence in the coaching staff. Like when they were talking about Bailey Zappi, right? And I mean pretty close to the Ravens with the fuck around gang and wide fans, receiver fans chanting about the zappy hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's an interesting case, but uh, I mean, I think the Patriots, another case, they, they just need a quarterback to write the ship. They have a great run game. Um, I mean, even though the wide receivers are a little questionable, they have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be That's a fun, true. that should be a fun game tomorrow night against the bills. Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, up next McCracken versus Bokeland nail biter here. McCracken squeaked it out. Two and Gino are back. McCracken's back up. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one of the hotter teams right now. Um, I will say points, I'm jealous that he could win with 109 points. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was, and that was another thing I was diving into because in the beginning of the season, I had like a double-edged sword where I was just absolutely shit pumping teams and nobody was scoring on me. Now I'm putting up respectable numbers and I'm getting scored on. I think I have like this, but outside of Adam. Mm-hmm. I've got like the highest points scored against me, and I can't stand when these teams just squeak by with not that many points. That's a tough one. And but yeah, wins a win. Can't really. That's the way the cards are dealt. Um, he's starting to have some little bit of questions at running back, though. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, Kamara's had a pretty awful year. Yeah, I mean that. That's it's really very. Uh, it's very um, kind of volatile. It's been up and down for Kamara. Uh, the Saints in general have probably been a letdown. Yeah, definitely need a quarterback help there, but. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the worst that's the worst part of the roster for him for sure. It's not like he can, it, it, he's probably not going to get through the playoffs with Deonta Foreman and, and uh, Travis Homer. Yeah, <laughs> yikes! But I mean his his wide receivers are two of the top five yeah, receiving awesome, yards, awesome, like for with sure. Diggs and Waddle. I mean, mm-hmm. Tua playing well, Geno playing out of his mind. I mean, those guys can get him you know eighty to hundred points a game just by themselves. So he'll be there, and uh, it's just a matter of consistency with them. Oakland got that that sweet sweet goose egg from Tyler Higby. That didn't help. I think anybody you have on the Rams right now, maybe outside of Kyron don't, Williams, don't, don't touch play him. him. Don't no. play him. Allen Robinson's done. They got they got idiots at wide receiver. The offensive line sucks. Who the fuck is Bryce Perkins? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say at halftime he had like five attempts for nineteen yards or something yeah, like that. That was like the he had like a Malik Willis stat line going. Yeah, not not great. <laughs> um he could. I mean, obviously, we were just talking about it. He's seven and five team still. Brendan is same record as yeah, me. Yeah, he's not. He he's got a loss under his belt, but not in a terrible position. He's two games above five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see what goes on with him going into playoffs. His team's hobbling into playoffs. It's nice to see you got Keenan Allen back finally after two weeks, who's looking pretty good. But uh, you know, what are we looking at in the superflex with him now that he dealt Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean. I think Danny Dimes is probably a pretty solid start on a week-to-week basis, uh, you know, for fantasy purposes. The Giants after though that, have a pretty pretty rough schedule coming up. Oh really? Oh yeah, they have a really tough one. They, uh, I mean, we talk about it in the group message all the time about like the Giants being like a a farce, right? Good team. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're terrible, but I think they're going to be starting to play the Cowboys again, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think they have to play the Eagles twice actually. Yep. And um, you know. They have some tougher games coming up, so we'll see if Danny Dimes is the guy for the Giants moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams getting back to health could be the the key for Bokeland in the playoffs. Yeah, the, the, with Justin Herbert being as good as he is, that's a team where you t- might have to start both Chargers wide receivers at the same time. So uh, last but not least, Urbans versus Joe Dennis. Um, Dan got bail. He's playoff bound again. Second straight year yep. for him. Yep. Got a good game from uh, from Kirk from Perk per, per Cousins. Perk Perky Cousins showed up on Thanksgiving. Um, Tyler's so strong at running back. He got he got the job done. Yeah, um, just as another solid performance. Joe Dennis didn't really challenge him too much, but you know, wide receiver continues to be glaring. But Jalen Hurts' running ability floats his team. You know, um, I will say though, Zay Jones has been just sitting on his bench this entire year, and I don't blame him, but. 11 for 145 this week. Yeah, I think uh, I think he should probably get us a, a look this week against the Lions on the road. Oh, um, that's a really good one. Yeah, I mean, I think Tyler's team's pretty stretched at wide receiver. I think the only automatic start at wide receiver he could probably have is Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's a sorry 
auto start. Yeah, it is. That's not one of the stronger automatic starts, but oh, Noah compared Brown. to oh, yeah, don't forget Noah Throw Brown. Throw Noah Brown in the lineup. Wide receiver sixty six. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I was actually talking to him last night on the phone. Um, he does have Calvin Ridley, you know, on IR. Oh, yeah. Next so year. Mm-hmm. he was wondering, like, he he's not sure about Calvin Ridley. And I was like, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be great for the Jaguars. Calvin Ridley was great for the Falcons with, the, like, an aging Matt Ryan. And that Jaguars offense, like, if Christian Kirk can have, like, a really good fantasy season, Calvin Ridley is twice the player that Calvin, or Christian Kirk is. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a dangerous but, wide receiver and, next year. And you automatically think that just because he – is we've seen what Calvin Ridley has been like. Um, he has he has been out of football for two years. Yeah, which kind of and before he was out, he was like, like he had, he got hurt and he was like mental health problems. Like he's not nut. coming into practice. So yeah, yeah I mean we'll see we'll I see. I mean what the talent's there. It's just yeah, a matter of clearly. if he can keep uh, if his lobotomy like helps out or whatnot. Uh, Dennis is pretty good numbers here. One hundred and twelve points. <laughs> all um, things considered. Yes. All things considered. Yeah, exactly. I mean he's got to feel good about. Pacheco continuing to shoulder the load. Yeah, I think he's got a nice little one-two tandem going into next year. Very young, no group, doubt. Very young with uh, Walker the third and strong, Pacheco. Strong top receivers with yes, Higgins Mc- and Metcalf. Yes, for sure. I think uh, with his draft picks, now he's got his QB of the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe spend one of those picks on a, a flyer of a quarterback. Gotta. Yeah. Gotta. I mean, he's not. I, I know just from what he's told us that he's not thrilled about the wide or the quarterback groups that are coming out. But, but this I mean, is one of the better quarterback classes coming out. Like, and the alternative is Trey Lance coming off IR. I don't yeah. love that either. Yeah, I, I agree. like banking on it. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, interesting for him. Um, I mean, he's just playing for next year. Yeah. Well, uh, we actually have have a second ad read today. Let's let's jump into that. Got to get that paper. Hey there, Hensley's Hangout listeners. Do you like struggling for air in a smoky bar and being judged by Glenrock Townies? Do you enjoy playing pool on a lopsided table while washing down stale potato chips with a warm domestic? If so, then the Glenrock Tavern is the place for you. Come on down to enjoy the smokiest room and the worst company that Glenrock has to offer. As an exclusive offer for our listeners, use promo code HANGOUT for $1 off a Budweiser bottle and a complimentary Marlboro Red Lucy. Again, that's promo code HANGOUT for a dollar off a Budweiser bottle and a complimentary Lucy. Now back to the show. Well, uh, up next, we're going to be calling in with Adam. Uh, happy birthday, Nate. Yeah, we're calling in Adam not because there's a hurricane or because he got his first birthday, but because he was our highest point scorer. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Hey, hey. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot, guys. Appreciate so it. we're actually, we're celebrating your second birthday in just three weeks. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, it, it feels good. I honestly thought every day was Nate's birthday. But, um, but I mean, I guess second birthday party in two, in three weeks. Yeah. Every we, day is his birthday. We, were we able don't to, always celebrate. We were able to string up the, the budget from our treasurer, Josh, to throw you another <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Wow, how generous of him. I can't believe he found the funds. Have you gambled them away. Have you been paid yet? Uh, no, of course not. Oh. He finally paid out like eight weeks of people's <laughs> I expect in the next like three months or so. Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll, we'll try to tack on some interest to that. But in other news, uh, congrats. Uh, you know, like we said, two two wins in three weeks. Uh, at, of course, uh, at my expense, which uh, was definitely a tough pill to swallow, I Told Kyle I was worried about it going into the week, but uh, what are you feeling about your team? Like, uh, uh, we can we're going to talk about like the trades you've made, uh, outlook for next season. But like, what's your general outlook on uh, this season and next? Well, um, it, you know, I'll get into that in a sec. I just want to point out that this oh, is my third time on the podcast, mm-hmm. which uh, might be setting new records here. Uh, first time solo, though. You know, first that's what time. I just said to Kyle before you jumped on. Not even calling you because there's a hurricane. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. First time was with my favorite Jew before Hurricane Ian, and then the second time you had me on with that gypsy woman, and now I'm solo. So you know, this will be fun. Uh, anyway, okay, okay. Sorry. I'll move on. Uh, so the, <laughs> sorry, I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I'm feeling better about the team. Getting a little younger with some trades. Yep. I have like eight draft picks now or nine. Mm-hmm. You own um, the third round. I saw that. You have like five draft picks in the third round this year. Yeah, that's, that's they're all com- they're all compensatory <laughs> picks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty. Pretty much. It's kind of a, you know, it's kind of one of those uh, meme things where I wanted to take all tight ends in the first draft. Like, okay, well, I'll just take go. all the third round, you know? And that's Honestly, you could you could do worse. True. Yeah, very true. Um, you know, I was just trading off, I feel like, scraps, some older guys. Uh, you know, Paul was all about giving up young running backs and draft picks for, you know, an old beat-up Dalvin Cook. And I was like, hell yeah, Paul. So that, I, I feel good about doing it to you. So that, uh, so that brings up one of our talking points that I kind of wanted to pick your brain about. Since last week we talked to Paul about it, um, you know, do you think you got like a good return on investment with Swift and Edwards uh, in the Dalvin Cook trade? And I know you got Dalvin Cook by trading Najee Harris, who's been okay, kind of had a little bit of a regression year for Tyler. But um, just kind of break us down like what your thought process was on that. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't think Dalvin has a whole lot of tread left on those tires. He's, uh, he's been a little injury agree. prone throughout his career. Um, and, you know, he's got a younger guy chomping at the bit to get in. And that's Alexander Madison. Uh, and then, you know, rolling, I'm just rolling the dice. DeAndre Swift's been a very injured player, as has Gus Edwards, but they've both shown good flashes. And, of course, I upgraded my fourth rounder to a third rounder. So, you know, mm-hmm. keeping the meme alive. So. Yeah, I was I, one, I, I was wondering about the the Swift thing because like yeah you're you're kind of trading one elite injury prone running back for two not quite elite injury prone running backs. And I just the only thing I was like kind of looking at was just because you do have J.K. Um, Dobbins who's coming off IR, but his kind of the injury to him was a little bit more significant than Gus. And um, I mean Gus Edwards when he has been playing, I mean if he gets a higher volume and maybe J.K. Dobbins helps his value with running the football. Um, but DeAndre or DeAndre Swift, a pretty good player when he's healthy. Right. Uh, if the Lions seem to be a really you know improving offense, uh, so it was just it was just interesting. I don't think it was a bad trade per se, and I think like you said, you were able to turn Najee Harris and Dalvin Cook into some picks and more players, which I think that's what you're looking for specifically was more depth. Oh yeah, I mean if you if you just look at it from that perspective, uh, I turned Najee Harris into. You know, like two third round picks, Swift and uh, Edwards, and my fourth rounder. That's pretty much all I gave up for all of that. So. Yeah, pretty yeah. good business right there. Yeah, that's say. definitely good business. I was just looking back at DeAndre Swift's stats. He's definitely had some ceiling games. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he can come back healthy next year, and he's only going to be 24, it's like it could definitely happen. Yeah, the only thing with him is just uh, uh, Jamal Williams, like kind of poaching his carries and the goal line carries, which I, I don't know what the long term. I think the that. only reason that that's happening is because Swift is. Bang you up. think so? Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah. we so, wanted to talk to you though. Uh, so, if, um, unless you string up another couple wins and Den- uh, Joe Dennis gets his grilling utensils going, it looks like you're going to have the number one overall pick. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, I know you have plenty of options there, but what do you think of the taking? <clears throat> you know, uh, you guys are going to hate this answer, but uh, you know, I, I fucking hate college football, so I don't really yeah. watch it or follow it. Yeah, yeah, me uh, either, dude. I'm not, I'm not a big college like, football uh, guy you know, either. I hate college football too. Yeah, it's 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 a lot different. It's not, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's football. It's not. It's not the same. I don't want to. I don't want every game to be eighty to sixty six. You know, or the fact that you catch an interception and fall to the ground, you're automatically down. Right. That's stupid yeah, as fuck. The clock stops on first downs temporarily. I mean, it's just a lot of weird fucking rules. I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'm, it's going to be not a seat of the pants decision, but I'm going to wait till like, you know, Crater Face and all those other dipshits release their boards. <laughs> uh, see who goes where. Yeah. And, uh, I always thought draft pundits were just like us. They just have like fancier hair and suits. Like everybody does it around. Like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's just a crapshoot with everybody. Of course. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like political reporting. Yeah. True. Very true. So or meteorology, uh, you know, the other you be thing wrong that, as shit and you still keep your job. The other thing that we were hoping to chat with you about here, hashtag eat dick gate and uh, <laughs> the state of the Ravens. Did Adam be honest? Did you take Lamar's phone? <laughs> would I take his phone? I mean, he's did, not quite on Donald Trump level, but I mean, <laughs> no, but like uh, when the, when I saw that tweet, I'm like, that's something Adam would say back to somebody if they said he wasn't worth $250 million. <laughs> right. Right, except no one's offering me, you know, $50 million contracts to play a game. So, you know, I, I wouldn't I, – look, I, I wouldn't take his phone, 
uh, but he's like he's not playing his cards the best. Way no, definitely not a good look. Uh, well, yeah, I, but eat, eat a dick. You know that ain't homophobic. <laughs> that's just. It's just fuck, that's fucking that's good stuff, you know. You I, I completely dick, agree. <laughs> it's I'm just laughing. It's my basically asshole. like the most graphic version of put a sock in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. so, are you like, uh, are you? I know I've never really gotten your temperature about this, but like, and we know you're a pretty passionate Ravens fan, but like, are you a Lamar guy? And like, what what's your state of the Ravens right now? Uh, I mean, personally, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't offer him anything very long term. Uh, and I know he's not going to settle for something that's, you know, less than whatever, five years, or, than, yeah, I right. imagine. And I think that's a little too long. Um, just, it just, it seems like the injuries are mounting up a little bit. Uh, his, his mental game isn't all there, uh, which, which is obvious. He gets flustered easily, he gets pissed off at a guy on the internet. Hashtag eat dickgate. <laughs> We're going viral. So I don't know. I, I mean, I like the, I just it sounds old school but you know the run run first uh, offense with the defense has been a great way to win and I'd love to do it with Lamar but it not at the cost of you know eating yeah 30 some percent of the salary cap. I think the Ravens are entering a pretty interesting point in the franchise history going into this cuz this is the first time we've actually had to pay somebody significant money um outside of Joe Flacco which was a pretty they got that deal pretty done like I wouldn't say they struggled as much as they are or getting the visibility like Lamar because, no. you know, Joe Flacco was the definition of mediocrity. Lamar ha- has like a 70% winning percentage, has gotten a AFC MVP. Um, I think the whole thing that I like to bring up, and I think somebody dropped a tweet in our group message, was basically like, what would the Ravens be without Lamar Jackson? I think Lamar Jackson is definitely not blameless in all the Ravens' problems, but I think he definitely, you know, hides a lot of the deficiencies of – the coaching, the play calling, just from his general athleticism and his leadership, it's a, it's tough. I, I see where I see what Adams where Adams no, coming. No, Adams from, definitely one hundred percent correct. And like, it's there's a lot of risks there with a long term contract, and especially the fact that the it's not even like the long term, but the amount of money and it being fully guaranteed. But I, uh, it's just like, what happens if you don't do that? Like the Ravens are, you're going to play Russian roulette with these quarterbacks coming in the draft and. The way the Ravens always finish, they never like have a shitty year where they are picking top ten. They're usually picking in the middle of the first round, if not late right. first round. Let me just say, I feel very sorry for all of the non-Ravens fans in the chat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, hey, if you don't like it, change the channel. <laughs> I, that doesn't apply here, Pat. Um. Well, Adam. You got anything else for us? Uh, any big plans to spend that sweet $20 bill? <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, Hunter and I are going out for that epic Thursday night football game next week. So um, I think that's the Rams and um, uh, some other shitty team. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, so I'll spend 20 bucks on that. I just wanted to, to point out, you know, I'm not just a Lamar hater. I know that, uh, you know, if we if we took him out and replaced him with almost any other quarterback, with the exception of the greats like Allen or Mahomes, um, our offense would be a complete dumpster fire, no doubt. Yeah, not looking forward uh, to that. And I'm right. really, by the way, really shocked uh, you're not giving me my licks. Uh, I thought you were going to be, uh, you know, rubbing your hands together just to rub it in my face. But I appreciate the sportsmanship here. Yeah, are you out of your ha- hater era? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, you know, I was, I was, I was considering jumping on the call and, and demanding that Pat give me a proper introduction, which no one did. Cause oh. I'm still, Excuse- wait, am. hold on. I can I, can I please do you are our defending undisputed inaugural inaugural <laughs> champion <laughs> and you're here reclaiming your throne over <laughs> the lowly Donnie's running tab this week. Uh, Does that sound good? Man. That was really good. It would have sounded much better coming out of Pat's mouth. But oh. you know what? It's, it's okay. He's still there to take I'm so. indisposed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam, always a pleasure talking to you, man. Hope everything's going yeah. well. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, you coming up north anytime soon? I was just there for Thanksgiving. Oh, um, son but, of a gun. Yeah, I know. But we're, we're, we're planning on coming back up probably in the summertime when it's less busy to make our rounds for everybody. Okay, well, good luck with the rest of hurricane season, brother. 
<laughs> Thanks, boys. All right, take it easy, man. Bye-bye. See ya. Always good to hear from that scumbag. Yep, he's uh, he's another one of our scumbags next to Paul in the group, but uh, definitely provides a lot of interesting comments and color and uh, really good cohesion in the league right now. Well, uh, I guess let's get into our last segment. All right, just like every week, uh, me and Pat are going to be picking winners, and whoever gets the fewest right is drinking next week. I think so, you're going to keep drinking. I haven't had a shot in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, this is two straight weeks. You know what? The Malort is tasting pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, get, I'm getting towards the end of that What a no, and I disagree. <laughs> so uh, first matchup, me versus Joe Dennis. I'm going with myself. I got I to gotta keep betting on myself here. I think I'm going to get the right lineup, not get too cute with it. Yeah, um, I think you're submitting your bid for 22 playoffs with this. This is a this will be a nice little bounce back game. Get your team healthy for the nice little playoff run you're bound to go on. Up next, Donnie versus Mundus. We're calling this the marquee matchup this week. I think you've got this in the bag. Golf is at home. Watson's not going to be good. Chase is this going to be his first week back. I don't know. Ah. Uh, I'm a little worried about this one again, man. I, uh, I've i been eyeing this one up for a couple of weeks now. And, of course, he gets Deshaun Watson back against the Texans. It helps me that it is on the road. Not sure what they're going to expect. Maybe it's they'll his first game in two years. Yeah. I don't know. The Texans are pretty sorry, man. They suck. Um, they have one win. Um, but I'm hoping that they just run the shit out of Nick Chubb, who's on my team, against the worst run defense in the league. And that could give me maybe 20-something points. That'd be nice. But uh, That feels like the more I'm going to go scenario. with Mundus. Uh, just, I'm going to do that reverse psychology where if I keep being negative mm-hmm. with it, it might help. There we so go. you're going with me. I'm going to go with Mundus. Up next, uh, Heflins versus Prudence. Big game here. Uh, yes. Major implications for that. Prudence Heflins. got nothing to play for. Players don't know that. But... <laughs> But uh, well, he's, got, I mean, he's playing for a bye. Yes, he's got some lot, lot of tough matchups um, for both of them. But what do you think? I think Prudence is going to take it. A lot of tough matchups for the Heflins this week. I, I think even if Fields plays, he's not going to be that alpha dude that we were seeing for a couple of weeks there. Yeah, I mean, they are playing the Packers, so they do play them pretty tough. Um, we'll see if he does play. Packers defense a little suspect, but I'm still going to go with the Heflins. I think Jonathan Taylor's getting new life under jeff this week jeff monday again uh, yeah and uh justin jefferson's a freak uh mark andrews has a fun game against the broncos hopefully so i'm gonna go with heflins nate mcgrill versus boakland you know i think i think two birthdays is enough i think brennan's gonna get this one done and he's gonna get it in the bag uh i think i'm gonna go with nate mcgrill on a huge upset here wow um not a huge upset but uh his team's playing well if Oakland gets Mixon back and puts him in the lineup, that's a different story. But uh, I'm going to go with Nate McGrail because I'm just rooting on these teams to help my playoff chances. Yeah, Nate getting the win this week would have huge number one overall pick implications too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think Sean's got a couple more points from him, that, but not that much. Right, five but I still, points. I'm not worried about number one picks since it won't be me. <laughs> and I don't of even course. have a first-round pick, but I think it's going to be uh, Nate McGrail in the upset. And last but not least, Erdman's versus the McCracken. I mean, this has marquee matchup potential as well. Um, I think the Erdman's are going to take it, though, especially with Kamara banged up and really not playing very well. Yeah, uh, Erdman's too. That'd be nice for uh, both of our playoff chances. Um, if Josh can get an, a loss under his belt, mm-hmm. um, I'd have to go with Erdman's. or got some feral matchups on his team with the running backs. So uh, just to wrap it up, what's on your mind? Um, going to the game Sunday. I haven't yeah. been since the Browns game. Where are you sitting? Uh, probably going to be touching the flyover in the five. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, one of my friends, he's got season tickets. He asked me if I wanted to go down with him. And I said, sure. Get to break out the Dundalk pants again. Hell yeah. Um, get to see if Russ can cook, which we know he can't. Pretty sorry team they got there in Denver. I don't know how this guy's got to still get a job. I mean, we were just talking about it in the chat earlier today. If we lose to the Jaguars and then the Broncos, we're fucked. So the Jaguars loss itself like, the Jaguars aren't bad. It's just the way we lost. Uh, yeah. The Broncos, we're eight-point favorites at home. The Broncos can't even score more than 15 points. Right. With our defense, I think this is going to be an easy one. Let's hope. Yeah. So, uh, 
what are we taking? What are you taking us out on this week? I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listener surprise. Tune in. All right. Talk to everybody soon. Bye bye. See you in the funny papers. Shoot your face with this dirty at God. Beam on your toes, make your hot stop. Beat you repeatedly a hundred times. Beating your face, bake the bone structure. Cooking up cracks is easy, bake oven. I got suspended in second grade. I got expelled in the fourth grade. I learned how to count and thought I was a winner. 